0: This podcast is brought to you by Primed. John is a 57-year-old male with a history of hypertension that's well-controlled on Valsartan. He also has moderate asthma. His family history is significant for his father and brother, who were both diagnosed with colorectal cancer. John doesn't smoke and works in high tech, but he does have a golden retriever at home who often sets off his wheezing. He's been resistant to using a preventative inhaler for his asthma, relying solely on his short-acting beta agonist. Recently, he saw on the web that asthma and cancer might be related, and he wants to know what he can do to prevent cancer, especially prevent him from getting colorectal cancer. Hi, this is Frank Domino, and joining me this morning is Dr. Robert Baldor, professor and founding chair from the Department of Family Medicine at the UMass Chan Medical School, Bay State,
1: located in Springfield, Massachusetts. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, Frank, and uh, thank you for bringing this forward. I had seen the headlines on this too, and it was a bit puzzled. So how are they saying cancer and asthma are related? This was a
0: very large retrospective analysis of about 90,000 patients with a history of asthma, and they compared them to 270,000 controls who didn't have asthma to look at what were their relative risks for developing some cancers. Now, the majority of people in the study were women, Uh, both for the asthma and the non-asthma part, and about 50% were uh, white in the asthma group and about 45% in the non-asthma group. So what do we know? In the asthma group, the patients had a higher rate of smoking, higher rates of COPD, stroke, hypertension, and diabetes. So the asthma patients had a more complicated history than the control group. The average follow-up was about a little bit over a year, up to 15 months. And what they found was that having a history of asthma increased the risk of being diagnosed with cancer compared to non-asthma patients. The risk for asthma patients was about 3% over the 15 months versus 1.8% in the non-asthma patients. The greater cancer risk in the asthma patients was primarily found in those who did not use an inhaled steroid. It more than doubled that risk compared to those who used an inhaled steroid. Still, there was an increased risk in asthmatics developing cancer, but using the inhaled steroid dropped the hazard ratio from 1.6 down to 1.1. Now, there was still an increased risk even in those who used an inhaled corticosteroid, but the risk was much, much lower. They found, then they broke things down based upon different types of cancer, And for the 13 types of cancers studied, 9 cancers had an elevated risk in the non-inhaled corticosteroid group versus only 2 cancers for those who had asthma and used an inhaled corticosteroid.
1: So that suggests the protective effect of using an inhaled steroid on, on cancers. It's interesting thinking about that anti-inflammatory nature of, of, of steroids. So, so two cancers. So what, what were the two then that, that, that came out of the study? Okay. So for those who had asthma and used an inhaled
0: corticosteroid, lung cancer risk was increased and melanoma was increased. But being on an inhaled corticosteroid lowered the risk by over 50% of uterine cancer. So wow, that, that's a huge risk reduction in women. But... If we look at those people with asthma who were not on an inhaled corticosteroid, they found an increased risk of prostate, lung, colorectal cancer, blood cancer, uterine cancer, melanoma, renal cancer, ovarian cancer, and cervical cancer. So the bottom line here is, uh, in particular for, for women, being on inhaled corticosteroid lowered the risk of uterine cancer dramatically and lowered the risk of both Um, ovarian, as well as cervical cancer. Something's going on here that uh, patients with asthma need to pay attention to. Now, our our patient John's mostly worried about colorectal cancer, and here he is using a short-acting beta agonist and being resistant to using an inhaled corticosteroid. I think we now have a new angle to talk to him about.
1: Frank I uh, this is a very puzzling study to me and it's hard for me to really grapple with the concept of all these different cancers being uh, uh, associated by the way you noted that the asthma patients had a higher rate of smoking was that looked at in the...
0: they controlled for control for it in 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 their regression analysis
1: so yep it was controlled for huh So what do we tell our patients then that have asthma? How do we incorporate this in there? Because obviously it's in the news.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's premature to say, okay, everybody with asthma should be on an inhaled corticosteroid just to lower their risk of cancer. But the Global Initiative for Asthma, the GINA Guidelines, came out in 2022. They were updated, and they've recommended that all adults, adolescents, and most children be prescribed an inhaled corticosteroid to be used on a PRM basis um, if they have rare symptoms. But for those who have moderate symptoms, even mild to moderate symptoms, they should probably use, be using an inhaled corticosteroid on a daily basis to lower their risk of severe exacerbations. So Gene has taken a stand long before this cancer data was published that said, if you have anything beyond the mildest of asthma symptoms, you should be on an inhaled corticosteroid.
1: So this this is great, because really what it's saying is this is the way we should be treating our asthmatics anyways, and it looks like there's another benefit from it long-term around uh, cancer risk. So that's super. Now, of course, John was concerned about colorectal cancer um, risk, whether it's in his family. What, what, what are you telling him specifically?
0: All right. So um, I'm not just going to put him on inhaled corticosteroid. First, I'm going to remind him there are some things he can do. That will lower his risk of colorectal cancer. Eat a diet high in fiber, so seven servings of fruits and vegetables a day. He should reduce the amount of red meat that he eats, and in particular, processed red meats. Um, five ounces of red meat a day alone will increase your colorectal cancer risk. Um, we, have, we have a fair amount of data on the dietary influences of colorectal cancer. Uh, included in that is heavy, moderate to heavy alcohol intake also increases that risk, as does smoking. What's preventative? Well, getting reasonable exercise, high-fiber diet, um, and now being more aggressive in
1: the treatment of his asthma with an inhaled corticosteroid. Thank you, Frank. This is really helpful and uh, really an interesting study. I think it needs a lot more work, but to figure these links out.
0: Practice pointer. Patients who have asthma and are on an inhaled corticosteroid have lower rates of developing a variety of different cancers. For those who meet the new GINA guidelines, encourage regular inhaled corticosteroid use, not only for their asthma, but to lower their cancer risk. Join us next time when we talk about CBD use and the risk for chemical hepatitis. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed to claim CME credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, follow the link in the description. To stay up to date on the most recent clinical research and news, please subscribe to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine and be sure to check out primed.com for additional CME content.